Coming up on our podcast today, Jake Shears joins us. <laughs> I was just stunned by the ass itself. It was so beautiful. It was the <laughs> most beautiful butt I think I've ever seen in person. Like it really, it's seared in my memory. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. We are playing the O2 in London. Although not exactly the O2. It's more like a little room by the back of the bins. I guess we are by the back of the O2. Has anyone been drinking yet? Anyone hung over? Anyone got any loads leaking out of them from last night? Any gays? That really is a horrible, horrible concept. Is that a horrible concept? I'm just, there's no shame in my game, Dan. What, has anyone got actual, like, spat? Listen, my mum's here. She's cool with it, right, mum? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we talked about this in an episode recently, and you said that, what, gay, gay people like to go on about how many loads they've had. Quite a few of my friends, yeah. I'll be like, how are you? And they're like, oh, I've got, like, three loads in me. Is Sorry, that... someone over here on the left isn't happy with this conversation. <laughs> You don't take any loads? They give them, don't take them. <laughs> well, that's that. useful Can't to know. Not. Yeah. That's very useful information for later. Well, how many loads have you had? When? The, in... <laughs> T- today? Yeah, today. Uh, zero today. Okay, all right. Thank you. How about you? Well, zero. Right. But again, I'm, I'll be, I would be a giver, not a taker. Why would you be a well, giver, not I'm a straight. taker? So? Well, so who's going to be straight? Straight people take anal too, Dan. Yeah, but I'm not going to take spaff, am I? Oh, I, I guess that's a good point. Thanks. I hadn't really thought right. about the <laughs> mechanics behind straight anal sex. But yeah, I guess you, if you were sleeping with a woman, you probably wouldn't take the spaff. It's 4 p.m., everyone. <laughs> Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Dan just got a text from his girlfriend. What did it say? I think it's a text from someone in the crowd who's texted her, who's now texted me. Uh, what did it say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, that's so funny. <laughs> we can't ignore that. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, you were just filthy AF, and I loved it. That's what someone said from the crowd. Yeah, live that, feedback. Yeah, live. live <laughs> Thank live. you, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I have to ask you a question, Dan. How do you feel about this new word I've come up with? Straggart. It's like an offensive slur for straight people based on the word faggot, <laughs> right. but straggot. What do you think? I want to know what this guy's thoughts are first, because you like, collapsed with laughter. What do you think of that? I think it's great. Yeah, well... He thinks it's great. What's your name? Phil. Phil thinks it's great. Hi, Phil. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, because we don't have an, att- an offensive word for straight people, really. We've got breeders, but that's kind of it. Like, that doesn't really sum up everyone, and that kind of attacks straight women as well, and I think straggots can more specifically be aimed at straight men. So that's my feeling on it. Is it, is it just straight men or is it like a certain kind of straight man? Probably like a straight man that's like really straight. Yeah. Like one that really leans in. The Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. <laughs> yeah, Top Gear doesn't dress up for gay events like this one, for yeah. example. Um, likes metal music. Yeah. You know, you basically. We did an interview with Attitude like last week about yes. what we'd learned from each other and you just kept going on and on and on about Snow Patrol. I didn't. You, you did. They're not a band that I like. I don't listen to You to don't? Them. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> we want to get to know everyone in the audience tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, big news this week, guys. There's a new uh, YouGov poll out. 
uh, and it has revealed how many sexual partners the average Brit has had over their lifetime. Did everyone see this? Have you seen this yet? Yeah, it's kind of shocked. It shocked me on Twitter. It shocked you? Mm, it did shock me. Well, not, not a lot shocked you. Because so the results were, on average, men say they've had sex with five sexual partners, right? Right, yeah. And women say they've had sex with three. Yeah. So if this is straight people, then the men are definitely lying, I think. Well, how many have you had? Well, how many people have I slept with? Yeah. Today, or this week, <laughs> or in my lifetime? Well, just... Uh, just um, how many people have you slept with in your lifetime? Are you happy to admit that? What, what is the, what's the average again? Five? Uh, for men, it is an average of five sexual Well, it's, it's more than that. But like that, that, does, that does feel a bit low, doesn't it? What is it if it's more than five? Bearing in mind you've got a mole in the room who's texting your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> How many is it? <laughs> Above, 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 I don't actually, I don't actually know, I don't okay. actually know, but it's, it's definitely more than five. I think if you've been to like university, it probably is. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, then it's gonna, it's probably gonna be more than five, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, the, what counts? Oh, why am I getting into this? But actually, what, they talked what, about this. What counts? And they said that forty-five percent of people said it count, like sex counts as oral sex, hand jobs, and fingering. That's sex, apparently. And I agree with that. Give us a cheer if you agree that hand jobs, oral sex, and fingering count as having sex. <laughs> Apart from my mum, everyone, please get involved. Uh, um, and 41% said it doesn't count. But for me, I would say having sex with someone is any of those things. Yeah, I think if you, if you, if you finish. Oh, is that how you call it? So that, that's so that probably why work. women have had sex with less people than men, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but what we thought we'd do to get to know each other is to find out who the biggest slut in the room is. <laughs> now, I think my number's quite high. Right. I don't really know, but if I work it out doing some quick maths, I think it's quite significantly, it's quite high. Okay, what's um, high? Well, we'll figure it out now okay, as, we, cool. as so, we get everybody up. Yeah, if everyone who is able to stand up uh, can stand up, yeah. please. And if, you, if you aren't able, you can just put a hand up. Uh, but otherwise, everybody stand up, please, all of us in the room. Carry on standing, stay standing, if uh, you've slept with more than one person. Ooh. Okay, so we're all stood up still. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Two people? Okay, I might have to jump. Five people. So keep standing if you slept. My so stepdad sat down. That's okay, great. That's mom, and your mom sit down. Your mum your mom thought about it and then she sat down. <laughs> I don't so, know whether she was doing the maths or whether... I don't know what was happening. I don't want to know. All right, let's, uh, let's jump to 10 then. Okay, a few people are sitting down now. Oh. All right, 30? Can I just say, the guy that shamed me about taking loads earlier is still stood up. What, what number are we on? 40. <laughs> We've got one, two, three, four, five people, six people standing, and they're all, I imagine, gay men. <laughs> are you, you lot are just going to keep standing. You might, say, need to, you might need to go a bit higher. 100. Here. Okay, we've lost okay. one. There's now three of us. <laughs> This is very I'm shaming. I'm just interested, actually, is Martin, who's filming, are you standing because you're <laughs> filming? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think it's probably... I don't keep track, which is why I've done some quick maths based on like maybe sleeping with one person a week for the last 10, 15 years. So I'm going to say over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's just me then. Great, thanks everyone. Right. I'm the biggest slut. <laughs> Woo! Obviously, I'm, obviously we're, I'm joking. We were going to give a prize away. Yeah, we were going to give away one of our pronoun t-shirts yeah. to the second biggest slut. But as um, Stu is a mole, I'm going to give it to Chris over here. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> Gay Non Gay t-shirt. You can also buy those at gaynongay.com. I've actually got a really important question for you. Okay. And it's sort of based on what you were talking about in that I broke up with my boyfriend recently. Okay. 
Uh, you never mentioned it. Have I not? Thanks no. for one. Per- thanks to the one person that was sympathetic. Um, is it okay to avoid people that are doing better than you? What does that? <laughs> what does that mean? So I have a friend called Graham. Uh, hi, Graham. And he. Um, He's got a new boyfriend. Right. And when I saw him very recently after I'd broken up with my ex-boyfriend, he would not stop going on about how great his new relationship was. Right. And it really pissed me off. I felt like it was really rude. So I don't really want to see him, but he's invited me to lunch a few times now. It's just getting a bit awkward. But weren't you like that when you got together with your ex-boyfriend, who, by the way, is also called James? Thank you. Um, were, you not like th- were you not like that? Can I just say, Dan wanted to bring a picture of my ex <laughs> up on the screen today? Well, just to sort of demonstrate that you were, I think, probably worse than this. I don't think I was worse With than the this. kind of shit you would post on Instagram. What was like that Like, matching pajamas and all this. And <laughs> <laughs> like, That's true. I did, we did have matching pajamas. We were cute. And, like, you two and the dog. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't think you've really got... No, but uh, it's different though because on. I'm posting it on Instagram. I'm not posting that directly to a friend that's going through a hard time. Yeah, but what do you want Graham to do? I don't know what I'm saying. Is that his, is that his actual yeah, name? Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, what do you want Graham to do? Uh, Shut be up. a bit like not go on about his <laughs> new boyfriend. Maybe. <laughs> I just think. I mean, it just seems a bit rude to me to just. I just. I, oh, just please go away. Why does everyone have to go on about their new boyfriends? Is anyone recently brokenhearted? Oh. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, have that. you ever avoided anyone that was, like, in a good place um, when you weren't? <laughs> it does sound really shitty when you say it like that, doesn't it? But I do remember when like, I was, like, on the doll, which was not fun. Hmm. I, I'd struggle to hang out with anybody because I was, like, I was on the doll. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, but I was embarrassed about it. Like, all my friends were, like, moving to London and they had, like, jobs... And I was signing on. So you just didn't so hang out with anyone? No, I mean, I couldn't really afford to anyway on £50 a week. And that, that was awkward. And then actually around that time, everybody was in like a relationship. And I do remember going out once and there was like 10 couples. And I said, oh, it's funny how I'm the only single person here. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice. Well, I noticed like as soon as I got it. And it's been <laughs> playing on my mind for the last hour. That kind of stuff. So it is okay to avoid people doing better than you then? I, I guess so. But like what doing better than you? I'm struggling with that term because that's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? Because I wouldn't say you're doing badly. You've got a house. <laughs> for Thank a start. You. That's true. <laughs> well, I've got somewhere to live. Yeah. Yeah, that well, is true. You did have a relationship, so it's better to have loved, what is it? Help me on this. Better to have loved and to have lost than to Never not love at all, before. right? Everyone that's seen Moulin Rouge knows that quote really well. Um, <laughs> It's so funny that you don't know that. This is the, that's this not is from Moulin Rouge. That's from something else in Moulin Rouge, though, is it not? What? Is it? Is, it is that a quote from somewhere else? I thought that was just... Shakespeare, isn't it? Or something? Oh, is it Shakespeare? <laughs> I just thought it was Moulin Rouge. A gay and a non-gay. Coming up on our podcast today, Jake Shears joins us. <laughs> but first, we're going to do a feature called Things Dan Cannot Say. Yes. So, uh, shout out to all the, uh, the straight people in the crowd. It's a hard time for straight people, as I'm sure you agree. We're always at the risk of getting cancelled. Uh, you can't say anything these days. It's true, you can't. Um, without someone j- jumping down your throat. So we created this feature, Things That Dan Can't Say, so that I would have a safe space to ask gay people like James and other people in the crowd uh, things that you can't ask normally because people might jump down your throat and say yeah. you can't say that. So it's a safe space for Dan, basically, to be free to express himself as yeah. a straight white man and yeah. ask questions that would otherwise be deemed inappropriate. So we all have to sign up to the fact that this is 
okay, we're all going to give you consent yeah. to ask whatever it is you want to ask. Yeah, I think this all started because I asked you if you if you knew this gay guy and you got in a... Got oh, yeah, because like we don't all know each other just because we're gay, right? Yeah, but he, he did and he shagged it. <laughs> 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 that's, that's where it came from. Did you include him in your roundup? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, he okay. would have been in there okay. somewhere. Yeah. Cool. One of the thousand. I guess it's not going to move the dial that much, is it? Anyway, this is, um, <laughs> this is called Things That Dan Can't Say. Yeah, and then uh, a song. So we need everyone to sing along. Yeah. You, I think you'll probably work out the lyrics pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and they'll come up on the screen. Do we need to do some, some previous examples just so people... Oh, yeah, just so that everyone knows know. what you're... Yeah, just so you know what to be ready for in terms yeah. of the questions. So yeah. you're not offended. Yeah. So previously we've had Why Don't You Ever See Gay People on the Megabus? Um, <laughs> even in the cost of living crisis, I still haven't seen any gays on yeah. the Yeah, well, it's because we're better than that. Uh, yeah, well, apparently yeah. so. Um, <laughs> why can't you call a footstool uh, a, a, poof, a poof anymore? Right, yeah. Um, and uh, why don't gay people eat ribs? Um, right. messy. Too messy. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I don't like eating them either, actually. They are, they're really? Yeah, I think they're particularly straight food, if I'm honest. Too, barbecue ribs. It's too much. Um, all right, it's time for things that Dan can't say. Let's do it. You might just want to know why I don't like girls, I like guys. And yes, for one night only, Dan, you can say what you like. Have you tried being bi? Do you fuck lots of guys? Well, for one night only, you can say what you like. Things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say. Things that Dan cannot say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. Woo! Can I just say there's a lady here with a hand over her mouth? She looks so nervous. It's like, oh God, what is he going to say? Oh God, I don't know if I can. All right, why, when gay people are being annoying or a bit much, do they just blame their gay shame? What's that about? And you do this a lot. Do, it's do like, I? Yeah, you just use it as like a catch-all for everything. Oh, James is like, oh yeah, but it's because <laughs> when you're gay, like you have this shame and it means you can't turn up to places all the time. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or yeah. like, why did you just not turn up to this meeting? Oh, Dan, it's like... Gay shame. Yeah. I do tend to blame gay shame yeah. for that. But I think gay shame is responsible for a lot of things, isn't it? What, like you being late and you... Well, I mean, it's not the me being late bit specifically, but if you, well, if, you track it, it if you track it back, like, I guess the reason I'm late is because I'm worrying about what I look like or what I'm wearing, whether I'm going to be safe in these streets, and so, therefore, I'm late, and that's because of gay shame. <laughs> See, this is what always happens. Well, you use that, you basically say that when I ask the question, like, why are you late? And then I'm like, I don't know what, I haven't got anything to say, have I? Right. you can't argue with that. It's really great. Has anyone else <laughs> tried blaming the gay shame? Because it's genuinely brilliant. Um, but we but do that can't be true all the time, can it? What? Oh, why are you late? Oh, it's because... Because of my gay shame? Yeah. Um, no, I think it probably is that. Okay. I mean, <laughs> if I think about it, why else would I be late? If it's because of any of those reasons, like, oh, I was worrying about what I looked like or anything like that, then, yeah, I think that is gay shame. Yeah, I think so. Wh when else have I done this? But it's not, I guess, everything. Like, why are you on your phone all the time? Oh, right. Yeah. I guess I'm checking, like, to see if people are validating me. Right. On Instagram or Grindr. Right. Which is, again, gay shame, isn't it? So <laughs> it's a pretty valid excuse. I feel very alone and attacked. But I think it's probably gay shame. Okay. No, I mean, maybe it's not, but it is sort of. 
Right. We have a lot of gay, there's a lot of gay shame. We've been through a lot, Dan. Do you want me to educate you? Sure. Right, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sad you said yeah. Uh, cool, well, I mean, you know, in the 80s, there was a lot going on, wasn't there? So yeah. a, lot, a lot of us, yeah, yeah. a lot of us, a what? lot of gay people died. Yeah. And a lot of people used that as a reason to attack us and yeah. say that we should die. So that's caused a lot of gay shame. Right. Obviously, the Bible. Yeah. Um, not that I've read it for a while, but like uh, people on TikTok keep quoting Corinthians at me. Yeah. I don't know what verse it is. Corinthians, is it 1? I don't look at me. Who am I? Well, I don't know. The, the but anyway, I keep getting comments like Corinthians 1, 16, read it. Um, so there's just a lot of like, there's a lot of shame, basically. We're told we shouldn't exist. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really upsetting. All right, that's things Dan can't say. Did I well, win? Well, I, I, what can I say to that? Uh, that's what's so annoying about it. Oh, my gay shame is annoying to you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to do a thing James cannot say for oh, a change really? and ask a question to Dan, a straight yeah. man here. Why is it that straight men always have to gaslight everybody? Uh, do they? See, I feel like you're gaslighting me by just answering, <laughs> right. by answering like that. No, do they? You're just choosing to see it like that. Like, I feel like you're gaslighting me. Why do straight men just not own their shit? Why can't they just be honest about what they've done? I think it's my um, non-gay shame. <laughs> Is everyone ready for our guest tonight? Yes, he's a singer-songwriter, scissor sister, friend of all the stars. He's the last man dancing. Let's have a kiki. It's Jake Shears! I love the little handshake you both did. <laughs> that is so cute. How are you? Great, yeah, awesome, thank you. see you, thanks for being here, babe. Of course, yeah, thrilled to be. That was your new song, Too Much Music, that we just heard. And it's about how there can never be too much music, but you're wrong, because there's way too much music. There is, and that's what I was thinking about, actually, when I first started writing the song. I was like, I was sitting there, I complain all the time that there is actually too much music, and there's not enough gatekeepers, because there's so much, you know, swill on Spotify, I mean, like, anybody's grandma could like upload her farts and like there it's like popping up in your playlists. So I was like, that's a really great title, Too Much Music. But then I was like, it's, I don't want to complain in a song about there being too much music. So I, I, I realized I could put There Can Never Be at the top of that <laughs> and make it positive. <laughs> Dan and I were chatting about this earlier and it's a bit like podcasts. Like we, we would never say there can never be too many podcasts. There's quite a lot of podcasts, right? A, a ton, yeah. There are so many. What's your favorite podcast? I don't listen to that many. Wow, <laughs> Jay. It's written in lights behind you <laughs> and it's on your microphone. <laughs> this show definitely, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, 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 there are a lot. There's a lot out there. I get, I forget them. I kind of like, then they start like building up in your, you know what I mean? If you miss them and you're subscribed to them, and then it gets overwhelming. And <laughs> yeah, you are right. yeah. Your new album, you've said, is a dance record from top to bottom. Which are you, top or bottom? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it just it depends. I mean, there's more than that. There's other options. It depends. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the situation and the person. I mean, God knows I've done both. Yeah. How about that? Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what, and what are you, James? Well, I'm fully versed, and I think you're right. I think it depends on the person. Depends on the person. Because it's I mean, the vibe. It's the sort of attitude and stuff, right? Yeah, and it like, just depends on what's, you know, what's, what's happening, who the person is. Like, I surprise myself sometimes. So if it's not too personal a question, and we've probably already gone there, um, if you were looking at one of the hosts of this podcast, for example, Dan here, uh, would you be a top or a bottom? 
Wait. <laughs> I'm not answering this question. <laughs> no, no, not answering this question. That's a good answer. <laughs> I think we know the answer. Uh, but they're, 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 both, it's, it, they're both fun for different reasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So back to the album. Um, <laughs> so it's a dance record from top to bottom. Does that mean that every single track is like vibes? Yeah. It's, it's, I, spent, I took three years to make it, and I'm really proud of it. And it's uh, super fun and starts out really poppy and then like escalates. It's my longest record. It's 51 minutes. So it uh, kind of jumps off a cliff about 25, 30 minutes in, wow. and then just like gets really sinister and dark, but still fun. If you make it to the end, it's like, it's not for everybody once you get towards the end. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so it's like, if you're the last person listening to the record, which you might be, I don't know if anyone's actually gonna make it to the end of the album, but. What, what, what are we sort of talking when you say like, it's not for everyone, where does it go? No, it just gets like, it gets heavier and it's just relentless. Like the, the record gets very like intense. But I think the rewards are, 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 are big with it. I think it starts with James and ends with me by the sounds of it. Oh, I don't think it goes to metal, does it? No, but it just, it just gets, it, it gets heavier. But you know, it's like I'm always going to work like in an album format. And like I understand that nobody listens to albums anymore. And that's totally fine with me. But that's the form that I love to write in. Like I love to make one big piece of music where everything's sort of in conversation with the other songs. So for the, you know, for the whoever's going to listen to the whole thing, I'm I'm pretty I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Your music's always been very queer like inherently, like everything you've done. Do you think this is at the same level or is it even more queer? I don't know. I don't know how to the, it's I have a hard time with like thinking about music being like having a sexuality <laughs> itself, <laughs> you know? Um, Cause like there's, I, I write in character, there's different characters sort of singing some of the things, there's just different moods, but like it's very expressive. I think it's a really polite way to describe a, a gay or a queer person sometimes. Expressive. Yeah, they're very, they're very yeah. expressive. They're very <laughs> expressive. <laughs> That's true. I feel like you're quite expressive. I think I'm quite expressive. I think, I think, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And Dan here, uh, is I'm, he I'm expressive? A, I think you're, you're pretty. Ex I mean, in, in your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, on our podcast, it's me, a gay, and Dan, a non-gay, and we have a great friendship. And it's, I found it really important having a straight friend, a straight male friend in my life. It's definitely made things easier knowing that someone that represents the patriarchy has kind of got my back. Do you have similar friendships with straight people? I do. Two of my closest, closest friends are, are straight guys. Yeah, they mean, they mean the world to me. And one of, one of the friendships is like sort of its own thing that's kind of like indescribable because it's like sort of, you know, romantic. We're like kind of in love with each other and have been for a long time. But I, there's no word for it really. But I feel so thankful for it because it's like, you know, he's, you know, a real sort of, uh, what word am I looking for? I don't know. It's, he, he's my sanctuary in a way. Wow. And uh, yeah, I'm cr I, I, I love him. And it's funny because like he's had girlfriends in the past that like absolutely hate me. Really? They like do not want me around. And my last boyfriend, you couldn't even mention his name. And so the two of us would have to sneak around just to like hang out with one another. Like we would have to like hide out and like lie to our partners to just like go Why, see a movie or something. What's up with this guy? Why don't they like him? 
Because it's just too intense, the two of you. Yeah, they, there's just like some, we've just got something, you know what I mean? There's like something between us. We have a very deep bond, and I think that that can be threatening to, you know, our parties. We've both vowed to never be with anybody again that's going to be weird about that. You know, and he's got a girlfriend now who's awesome and really sweet and fun, and she doesn't seem to like think twice about it. And then my other, uh, I've got another uh, guy friend, uh, guy friend, straight guy friend, <laughs> who we've been friends with about a decade now, and he has a whole family. He's got three kids and a wife, and, uh, you know, he's just one of, you know, he's like the, the bro- I had a, my brother was 20 years older than me when I was born, right? My dad was 50 when I was born. So, like, I never had, like, a brother uh, sort of that was closer to my age or anything. Like, I never had anybody to, like, roast me. So, like, <laughs> I, I need people around me, especially Mark, to just, like, all he does is just, he, all, he just makes fun of me, like, all day long. And that's the weight of my heart. Like, if you know how to make fun of me correctly, you've, you've won me. So that's a very special relationship for me. Do you find that having like, God, it's so funny bigging up straight white men for a second or straight men, but do you find that important just because they have a different, um, well, they are allies, right? So they can step in and see things slightly differently. Do you have that as well? Yeah, and aren't necessarily like caught up in the same kind of world or caught up in the same sort of problems and can sort of like be, yeah, be outside of it and have another sort of perspective uh, on your life. I think it's really valuable. And there's something very, I don't know, there's something very comforting about it. And I think those relationships are incredibly important. I'm just trying to get into like why they were jealous. Did, did you like hug a lot and stuff like that? Because I knew some, some gay people like cuddle their straight friend and I've often wondered why Dan and I don't do that. We definitely cuddle, yeah, do we you? snuggle, yeah. There's, yeah. there's snuggling snuggle. that happens oh. and has happened. It's very sweet. Okay. You, the two of you never, never snuggle. We've never no, snuggled. no, no. no. We've never hold hands. For a while, we didn't even like cuddle in a picture. Now we can. No, there was definitely like a big space between us. <laughs> yeah, um, but that is really lovely. That's so cool. And our allies and straight friends are very important to us. I feel really fortunate, and it was just like I've, I, I remember having a conversation with my shrink about it. And there's no word for it. There's no name that we necessarily have for that sort of love. Um, but maybe we should come up with one. You live in in London now, right? I do. There. I moved here a year ago. Um, I, I've got my house in New Orleans as well, so I try to go back and forth, but I've got a 15-year-old Border Terrier that I'm really trying to spend as much time with, you know, in his golden years, and so he really keeps me. I can't bring him in and out of the country, you know, at this point, so I'm here with him, and I, I'm here indefinitely. What made you come over here? I mean, we were sort of talking about this earlier. Jet lag is the main thing, because I come <laughs> back and forth a lot for work, and I, like, jet lag really started like, spinning me out like, in a really bad way to the point where... And I, I, I don't know, I just needed to be in a big city again. I wasn't going to go back. I'd been in L.A. for a long time. I've like, God knows I've you know, cut my teeth in New York, and, and I'd never like, live, lived in London. And like, A, I need to get laid. B, <laughs> like, I need to go see some theater. Um, and... Those two things don't happen for me in New Orleans, I gotta say. I love New Orleans so much. It's changed my life. It was my forever home. But I do need, like, yeah, sex and theater. There's no gays in New Orleans. <laughs> there are plenty of gays, but we, the thing is, if you sleep with a fellow New Orleanian, like, what I learned there pretty quick that, like, don't, you can't sleep with a local. 
if you end up getting in bed with a local, you uh, it, it could be, and it could trick you too. You could you could basically be like, you could see somebody really hot and be like, I've never seen this person the whole time I've been here. Like, are you sure you live here? I've never seen you. And they're like, yeah, it's crazy. We've never met. And then you end up hooking up. And then the next day you, you end up realizing that you're going to see them for the rest of your life. Like they just show up everywhere. And then you'll be in spots and multiple people that you've slept with are all suddenly, you're all sitting in a conversation. You realize like everyone slept with each other. And it's just like, it's, you cannot, it's just like a no-go. You cannot uh, sleep with locals. And, and then, you know, there's tons of tourists, but the problem is with the tourists, everybody's on bachelor parties. Everybody's there for, you know, with all their friends. Yeah. Or the sharing of room with someone, it's exhausting. Yeah, so I just never end up having sex in New Orleans. Going back to your music, Pete Tong on Radio 1 back in the day, years ago, called Scissor Sisters and you Insidious Cross Dresses from Japan. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I was so excited. It was like the first time our music ever got played on the radio. Yeah. And, like, and I was listening to it and he said that. Insidious Cross Dresses from Japan. But you're not from Japan. Or none of the above, yeah. really. Insidious either. Yeah, no, I was like really confused. I'm like, where yeah. is he getting his information? I mean, we've laughed about it since, but I mean, I mean, it's amazing. It gave us a great. I mean, it was a bit. I, I want to hear that band as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not mine. Do you think that homophobia like that has lessened over the years in music and in general? Yeah, I, I think as, as with with the media for the most part, and with press and stuff, it's a lot less. I mean, it w I think back to things that would get written about us back in the day, and it was just like, wow. There was times where I was just like, it just seemed like that's all people wanted to write about and sort of, you know, take a sort of swipe at was like my sexuality or whatever, and it's like, it was just, it was annoying that I, I feel like at times we had to sort of like really fight to like get the music to sort of transcend the box that like people were trying to put us in or that the press was trying to put us in. But you know, I don't think it's as bad these days. I don't know, I, th I think it's probably gotten gotten better, but I mean, we survived. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it didn't like traumatize me, but it was, it was frustrating. You've got a lot of friends who've been through this as well, like Elton John and people like that. Were they able to give you advice about this kind of stuff? Well, he's always like, you know, he's, he's just one of, the, one of the loves of my life. You know, he's always there. It's always been there. It's been like 20 years. Um, and now we just, we, we made a musical together that just uh, finally debuted this, this in a couple months ago. Just got nominated for Olivier's. Thank you very much. And yeah, I just, I still pinch myself, you know, at our relationship and, you know, just how special and important he is to me. I, I love him dearly. Are you going to see him at Glastonbury? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Are you, are you playing Glastonbury? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, you <laughs> so you, obviously, you, you know so many, you're very famous yourself, but you know a lot of like incredible people. Um, one of the stories you've told is about George Michael and how you met him fully nude. I'd met him before, but I did, I did end <laughs> up like, I did, I did come into, yeah, I did, yeah, end up in a s scenario with him fully um, nude. Uh, can you talk us through that? It's a great memory. Right. Uh, I <laughs> was, we were in the south of France, we were at, uh, Elton's got this uh, place called Castle Montalbon, 
Apparently, there's a cruising grounds that's always sort of been there. Of course, there is. Next to <laughs> of the course. place. He probably had it put in. And he might have. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful place, and it's, it's always a lot of fun. And, and we were all there on the same weekend. Uh, and George was there with his partner, Kenny. And I remember we were all b- out by the pool. And we were having fun, and it was kind of like the night was going. And I was like, where's George and Kenny? I'm going to go, like, get them out of the, you know, get out of the room and come to the pool. So I went, and I, I knocked on the door, and I remember Kenny opened the door, and I just, like, walked into the <laughs> room. And I'm standing there, and it, George was face down on the bed, completely naked, spread eagle. <sighs> And laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just laughing. And like my, I didn't know what to say. I just stood there. And it was, I was just stunned by the ass itself. It was so beautiful. It was the <laughs> most beautiful butt I think I've ever seen in person. Like it really, it seared in my memory. Wow. And I stammered and, and had a really awkward moment and pointed to the door and the pool and exited the room, but I'll never forget it. Did you, can I ask, see the hole? Or was no, it just- No, 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 I did not see. No, we all, we all No, it was like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was tastefully, you know, laid out in front of me. It wasn't, there was nothing crass about it. I think he was just laying there on the, you know what I mean? I just, I just literally barged into the room. Yeah, that's such a hot story though. This is an awkward segue based on the fact that George Michael's no longer with us. Obviously, that's very sad. But you recently said you had sex with a ghost. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I was moving to New Orleans. This is like, this is this like seven, eight, real. eight years ago. It was one of the strange, it was so bizarre. I really feel like my life had like fallen apart. Like I had, all my work had just kind of like gone down the tube a massive project, actually the Tammy Faye musical, I thought had just like completely nosedived and was over. And so I got a one-way ticket to New Orleans. I was like, I guess I'm just gonna move to New Orleans. I've always wanted to go there. And I showed up and stayed with this woman who I'd never met before. Um, Her name was Susie and she was really cute. When I got out of the cab to get into her house like a black cat, I remember a black cat just like crossed my path and she was very friendly and I went to bed that night and Everything seemed fine. There were a lot of like dolls around. You know oh. what I mean? It's like there was, there, it, it's a very New Orleans, right? Mm. And anyways, <laughs> uh, I woke up. I thought a cat had jumped on the bed. I'll keep this brief. I thought a cat had jumped off on the bed and I realized that I was like, there's no cats. There's no cats in here. And then I realized it was a knee and that somebody was behind me. And then I realized I couldn't move. And somebody was over me and he reached his hand down and started playing with my left nipple. And it was terrifying. I was completely frozen. It was like sleep paralysis to, uh, to, a, to a, a really big degree, you know. Um, I'd never experienced anything like that intense. And I finally got enough strength to like roll over, got him off me, turned the light on, and was horrified. Like I was truly scared. Started calling everybody, called my like f- former partner, and he was like, honey, you can't be telling this to people. Please don't tell anybody this story. <laughs> I was like, no, something really weird, something really strange has happened. Anyways, next night, Went back to bed, woke up, something was coming on the bed again from the foot of the bed. Oh my God. And it was two morning, and he got on my back and started, started humping me. And I was frozen, I couldn't, I, I could not move. But you didn't, like it didn't feel, it was just a humping. It no, it was, like, it was just, on, yeah, it was just, he was just humping. You. No, 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 he wasn't, wasn't inside me. But again, I, I finally got enough strength to 
to roll them off of me. But it was, yeah, and it was in that moment that I, I do I, does this sound crazy? Yes. I mean, a little bit. Does this, does this <laughs> sound, it was just in that moment, I realized when it came back the second time, like, I just, I realized it was, it's real. It's come back for seconds. God. And um, anyways, I went to the voodoo shops in New Orleans and talked <laughs> to a lady and got uh, got some stuff to burn and uh, went, went in. I was supposed to take a broom and swish it around a few times and talk to it and told him I wasn't what he was looking for and all that stuff and <laughs> never came back. It never came back. That was my first two nights in New Orleans. Scared the hell out of me, but at the same time, I thought it was kind of the city sort of bringing out its welcome wagon to me. So that's my ghost story, ladies and gentlemen, wow. me having sex with a ghost. And did the ghost, <laughs> did the ghost finish? Or? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't let him finish. Jake, obviously, you know, the UK is, you know, a bit difficult to live in right now because you live, the cost of living, homophobia everywhere, transphobia everywhere. And I tend to just feel attacked constantly. I don't know if you walk outside the house and just feel also triggered. Does that happen to you? Sometimes. So we're going to ask you whether certain things are homophobic or not in a game we've called Is It Homophobic? Is it, is it homophobic? Thank you. Uh, so it's time for, is it homophobic, dairy. Is dairy homophobic to you? Because for me, dairy is a little homophobic because you can't really bottom afterwards. I drink giant glasses of milk. Oh. I'm one of those people that will keep cold, cold milk in the fridge. In the middle of the night, I get up and like chug whole milk. I love Cow it. Cow milk? Yeah. <gasps> people think it's so gross. <laughs> Judged. But I, yeah, no, I, I love milk. So dairy isn't homophobic. Not to me. Okay. Um, what about books? Yeah, this is this. James thinks that books are homophobic. Yeah. So, uh, books. How do you yeah. how do you feel about that? No, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm, but hear I'm, me out. Wait, right? yeah. Let me know why. Why do you think books are homophobic? Because they're very long and they take up a lot of attention that you could be spending on other things. They're just demanding and it's just quite frustrating because I have to really focus and I don't really have that. I so. wish more people read them. You know, I, 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 I get it. I understand. Mm, thank you. But God, I love books so much and it's all I want to talk about. What's your favorite book right now? I don't uh, care. You don't care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is Carver. What about Carver? Is Carver homophobic? Because it's not Prosecco or Champagne. So to me, Carver feels a bit homophobic. I don't know what that is. Okay. It might be. I'm not, what's Carver? <laughs> Carver, like C-A... It's a Spanish... Oh, it's Spanish. Oh. Are you Spanish? Oh, hi, I'm sorry. Do you think Carver's homophobic? Okay. It sounds like heartburn. It sounds like I'm being racist, so let's move on. Am I homophobic? Because I, inv I invited my friend round this morning for brunch, and I cooked a pie. It was on offer, and it looked really good, so I thought, oh, I'll just cook us a pie. What kind of pie? It was a steak pie. I have problems with, like, both of those. Like, steak, pie. It's a, is that a, it's a British thing, yeah? I'd say yes. I'm just going to say yes. You don't like pie? Uh, I mean, I like a... Coconut cream pie? <laughs> I knew you were going to say cream pie, <laughs> but I didn't expect coconut first. <laughs> I'm going to listen to people that haven't come on our podcast that we've invited to come on our podcast. Because I think that if they've said no to a gay podcast, that automatically makes them homophobic. Uh, Keir Starmer? Homophobic? Yeah, I, I, I'd say so. Elton John didn't come on the podcast. Homophobic, totally yeah. homophobic. Audie Alexander? Homophobic. Um, Jay McDonald? Uh, who, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's also homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Is It Homophobic? Is it, is it homophobic? Thank you. Please give it up for 
for Jake Shears, everybody. Yeah, his new album, Last Man Dancing, is out very, very soon. And he's got some UK dates as well. Where are you playing, Jake? Glasgow, Brighton, London, uh, Mighty Hoopla, uh, and a ton of other stuff. Oh, my God. Mighty Hoopla is going to be real. It's going to be fun. I'm yeah, so excited. So excited. Okay, we can't wait to see you. Uh, we'll put a ticket link in the episode description. Give it up again for Jake Shears. Great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are again an Ongay. Give it up for Dan Hudson. Woo! And give it up for James Barr. And give it up for yourselves, sluts. Good night.